Welcome, I'm Peter Skaggs with Lighthouse and I want to welcome you to episode number three, Why Lifestyle Assets. I want to go through today why I feel lifestyle assets are the single best investment you can make, period. And it's not for the reasons that you think. Uh, before I jump into that though, I want to share with you, last night my family and I, we watched A Christmas Carol uh, it's a, it was a movie, an old movie, uh, uh, based on the book by Charles Dickens of the same name. And in that movie, I'm sure everybody's seen the movie, one of the versions, there's dozens of versions. In that movie, Scrooge uh, is a hard-nosed uh, hard, hard businessman, and uh, he's, he's miserly, and he doesn't want to, uh, he, he's very cheap, and um and it just treats people very, very poorly. He has no friendships, no relationships. His business partner and his so-called best friend uh, had died seven years earlier. And uh, he didn't even hardly bat an eye when he died. So he has no relationships to speak of. And uh, he comes home for, for the evening and uh, on the eve of Christmas Eve, uh, on Christmas Eve. And, uh, and a ghost appears to him. And it's the ghost of his old business partner, Marley. And uh, Marley's ghost uh, is haunting Scrooge. And, and Scrooge asks him about this chain that he wears. And uh, it's this big, long chain that rattles and drags behind him. And, uh, and Marley says it was the chain that he forged in life because of the decisions that he had made. And Scrooge was confused by this. And he said something to the effect of, you know, to Marley, he says, but you are so good in business. And I love Marley's reply here. And I'm sure all of you, this resonates with you. Marley says, mankind was my business. The common welfare was my business. Charity, mercy, forbearance, benevolence were all my business. The dealings of my trade were but a drop of water in the comprehensive ocean of my business. Wow, I love that so much. And I think that it speaks, uh, at least hints to the reason why I believe a lifestyle asset is the single best investment you can make, period. So a few years ago, I stumbled upon this article. I think it was because there was a, uh, a TED Talk that resonated with me. And I went out, watched that TED Talk, and then was looking for more information on it. This, uh, this, this article, uh, for those of you watching on YouTube or otherwise, you'll be able to see this article, uh, but I'll read it to you for those that are part of the, uh, the podcast. So it is in the Harvard Gazette. The title of the article is Good Genes Are Nice but joy is better. And uh, it, is about, um, it is about the longest study done on, uh, uh, on human health and longevity. So I want to read a little bit from this. This is uh, written by Liz Mineo, uh, a Harvard staff writer, in April 11th of 2017. She writes, When scientists began tracking the health of 268 Harvard sophomores, in 1938, during the Great Depression, they hoped the longitudinal study would reveal clues to leading healthy and happy lives. So they're trying to find out what, what causes a healthy, happy life. They got more than they wanted. After following the surviving Crimson men, the Harvard men, for nearly 80 years, 
as a part of the Harvard study of adult development, one of the world's longest studies of adult life, researchers have collected a cornucopia of data on their physical and mental health. Of the original Harvard cohort recruited as a part of the grant study, only 19 are still alive. This is in uh, 2017, so I'm sure it's less than that now. All of them were in their mid-90s. Among the original recruits were eventual President John F. Kennedy and longtime Washington Post editor Ben Bradley. Women weren't in the original study because at the time Harvard was still an all-male school. In addition, scientists eventually expanded their research to include the men's offspring, who now number 1,300 and are in their 50s and 60s, to find out how early life experiences affect health and aging over time. Some participants went on to be successful businessmen, doctors, lawyers, and others ended up as schizophrenics or alcoholics, but not on inevitable tracks. During the intervening decades, the control group has expanded. In the 70s, 456 Boston Inner Circle residents were enlisted as a part of the Gluck study, and 40 of them are still alive. More than a decade ago, researchers began including wives in the Grant and Gluck studies. So here's what I think is interesting. Over the years, researchers have studied the participants' health trajectory and their broader lives, including their triumphs, triumphs and failures in and careers and marriage. And their findings have produced startling lessons, and not only for researchers. The surprising findings is that our relationships and how happy we are in our relationships has a powerful influence on our health, said Robert Waldinger. He's the director of the study now. Taking care of your body is important, but tending to your relationships is a form of self-care. That, I think, is the revelation. Close relationships, more than money or fame, are what keep people happy throughout their lives, the study revealed. Those ties protect people from life's discontents, help to delay mental and physical decline, and are better predictors of long and happy lives than social class, IQ, or even genes. That finding proved true across the board among both the Harvard men and the inner city participants. The long-term research has received funding uh, um, from private foundations, but mostly they've gotten their grants from the National Institute of Health. Uh, researchers who have poured through data include vast, including vast medical records and hundreds of in-person interviews and questionnaires found a strong correlation between men's flourishing lives and their relationships with their family, friends, and community. Several studies found that people's level of satisfaction with their relationships at age 50 was a better predictor of physical health than their cholesterol levels. This is what Wallinger said. He said in his TED Talk, he says, When we gathered together everything we knew about them about at age 50, it wasn't their middle age cholesterol level that predicted how they were going to grow old, said Wallinger. 
It was how satisfied they were in their relationships. The people who were the most satisfied in their relationships at age 50 were the healthiest at age 80. I, I just, I think that's so, so interesting. He goes on to, she goes on to talk about mental health and how uh, relationships help us protect against mental health. Uh, Wallinger said loneliness kills. Uh, it's as powerful as smoking and alcoholism. Uh, I think this is, uh, and he goes on here, he says, good relationships don't just protect our bodies, they protect our brains. Aging is a continuous process. You can see how people can start to differ in their, healthy in their health trajectories in their 30s. So that by taking care of our, yourselves early in life, you can set yourself on a better course for aging. The best advice I can give is take care of your body. And how do we do that? Through relationships. Obviously also through exercise, eating right, getting enough sleep, uh, hydration, those other things, stress, stress uh, maintenance. But taking care of your body Take care of your body as though you're going to live, you're going to need it 100 years because you just might. Finally, um, the studies had several uh, different uh, directors. Uh, one of the directors, uh, George uh, Valent, Valent uh, joined the team in 1966. And he led the study from 72 to 2004. He said, when the study began, nobody cared about empathy or attachment. But the key to healthy aging is relationships, relationships, relationships. He says uh, in a book in, in a book called Aging Well, Valiant wrote that six factors predict healthy aging for Harvard men. Physical activity, absence of alcohol abuse and smoking, having mature mechanisms to cope with life's ups and downs, and enjoying both a healthy weight and a stable marriage. For the inner city men, education was an additional factor. Um, Valiant research highlighted the role of these protective factors in healthy aging. Uh, he said, when the study began, nobody cared. Oh, I just read that. Uh, he, yeah, he says, nobody cared about uh, empathy or attachment. But the key to healthy aging is relationships, relationships, relationships. So I, I just, I wanted to share that with you. Your close relationships, more than money or fame, are what will keep you happy throughout your life. The problem is, is that routines, daily routines, good or bad, uh, often get in the way of those close relationships. I have some great routines that I love. I, get, I have a morning routine. I have an after work routine. Uh, I have some great routines. Uh, they include things like be, trying to be a good neighbor, church, and uh, you know, in community. They include spending time trying to eat dinner with my family, going to my son's basketball games. But when I try to bring my family together to build those and, and strengthen those relationships, I often find it very difficult. Uh, I've got three children. My oldest is 15 right now. He is involved in basketball. Uh, he's got basketball practice every day. He's got games on the weekends. When he's not at basketball, he's with his friends. When he's not with his friends, his friends are at our house. They have birthday parties and just get-together parties. And, and when it's not those kinds of things, uh, he, he, he's at school. He's got homework. He's got other things. When he's not doing that, he wants to watch sporting events or I want to take him to an activity. But then we're leaving his sisters out or his mom out. You know, and when we're not competing with his stuff, we're competing with their stuff. We're constantly competing for each other's attention, each other's time. And what I found 
Uh, and it was it was uh, it was an epiphany I had 10 plus years ago when I first went to Kauai with my family for an extended period. What I found is that the best way, the simplest way to uh, avoid those uh, avoid those interruptions to to uh, to get away from those things that want our time. Again, they're not all bad, but if I want to take my fa- family away from those distractions, the simplest, best way to do that is to remove ourselves uh, from them, to go somewhere else where people can't knock at our door, where the, the church and the community and the school and the friends are left behind for a period of time, whether that's for a long weekend or a week-long stay or an extended stay like my family does. Uh, when we go away, it allows us to build our relationships, to strengthen our relationships, to work on our relationships, to nurture our relationships as a family. Uh, it was really interesting in this article they found that it was, you know, it doesn't matter if, you know, arguing and those kinds of things were not a negative. Uh, it was just simply that they, they were, that we felt like we have each other's back. And the best way to do that is to have experience together, to spend time together, to create memories together. And so that's what I've discovered. And that is why a lifestyle asset is the single best investment you can make. Not only is it an asset, not only can it put money in your pocket, not only will it give you an amazing lifestyle, you'll have an amazing experience going to this wonderful place on other people's dime. But more importantly than that, it will help you with your physical and mental health because it will help you to strengthen the relationships that are your highest priority with your loved ones, with your friends, with your family. Uh, It will help you build those ties. For the last 10 years, my family and I have been spending one month, every one to two months every summer in Hawaii. Uh, I'm not independently wealthy. Uh, I'm not a trust fund baby. I simply have uh, been blessed and intentional. We have changed our environment and, and, and as we've done so, we've been able to enhance our relationships. You can too. And I want to show you how you can do the same thing through buying what I call a lifestyle asset. Lighthouse will help you find, finance, furnish, and facilitate operating a lifestyle asset, sometimes known as an Airbnb or a short-term rental. We will help you find, finance, furnish, and facilitate operating them. Uh, so that you can enhance those close relationships. You can improve your physical health, your mental health, your happiness, your well-being, and enjoy the precious gift of today. Uh, if you would like more information, you want to uh, access, we have a free ebook. It's a great ebook. It's a workbook. It'll help you through the process. Uh, we've got great information for you on our website uh, at imalighthouse.com. That is the letters I M a lighthouse.com i'm a lighthouse.com go get a free uh, our free ebook uh, and and then reach out to us if we can be of service to you we would love to help you find finance furnish and facilitate owning a lifestyle asset my name is peter skaggs i'm with lighthouse and remember a legacy isn't left it's lived have a blessed day